Hello and welcome to 9 to 5 Fitness, a podcast about how to incorporate a healthy lifestyle into a 9 to 5 work week, presented by Sunny Health and Fitness, and this episode is brought to you by the number 39, Aerobic Step. I'm your host, a resident fitness expert, Matt. And I'm Chris, your everyday 9-to-5-er. And it's been a while, so... Welcome back, Chris. Yay! I heard what you guys did while I was gone. It's been a couple episodes, I think. Oh, yeah, I was flipping hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it was nice to come back to that. Um, but I believe we are jumping into topics about dietary needs, right? Is that what you guys have been working on lately? Yeah, we decided to briefly discuss kind of diets in general and um, I guess go over some of the popular diets out there right now and are they actually effective and kind of what's the main reason people are choosing to do these diets. I mean, it's a it's a broad category, as I'm sure you're aware and most oh, people yeah. are aware. So we're going to kind of touch on a few of the popular ones right now and just kind of see if there's any research to back up their effectiveness when it comes to uh, weight loss because that sounds like a good idea i've done a lot of diets over the years um some of them worked some of them were dumb because <laughs> that's the nice way <laughs> there's to there's been it. a lot of them out there for sure yeah and uh majority of them don't last long after you stop at least in my case so christina um, uh would you like to share if there have been any diets you've considered successful uh, for yourself? The only one that I know of is not even a diet or a fad or anything. It's literally just portion control. Um, the downside with that is I like pasta a lot. It's hard and, to eat a little bit of pasta. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> but I did find I do like the um, the new veggie pastas that are out there now, the ones that are made out of beans. Those are more filling than Yeah, lentil regular. pasta. Lentil pasta. I like that too. So, but yeah, the, the only thing that works for me is calorie control because I've done the slim fast diet, which Eric, of course, likes to give me flack for <laughs> whenever he sees me pull out a shake. <laughs> I still do that. <laughs> and I've done uh, diets from curves. I've tried some of the, uh, what are they called? The lean cuisines. Okay. And, like uh, Nutrisystem. I did Nutrisystem for mm-hmm. a long time. Three months. Classic (laughs) classic portion control systems for sure. Totally, totally. So let's let's kind of dive into two things real quick because I don't want to get too much into the details of, um, you know, every specific of each diet. We just kind of want to get straight to the point. Please. And uh, just determine whether or not we should even attempt these diets um, because if they're not proven to be effective, then what's the point of even considering them? Um, so the first thing we have to look at is, do you actually need to be on a diet? What is a diet? And then what's the point of the diet that you're choosing? And uh, are there specific nutrition recommendations that you should should you be following? So I guess just to touch on the word diet in general, you're always on a diet, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Every day. You're never off a diet. No. Your diet is what you ate today. That's your diet. So Pretty much. We're all on diet. <laughs> Daily, it just, in uh, and out. It, it depends on what our diet consists of and is there an actual purpose behind it. So um, I guess that's the main question. Like, what's the purpose behind 
how you're eating. Are you just kind of going through the motions, not really thinking about it? Or do you have a specific goal? Are you choosing specific foods for different nutritional purposes? Uh, why are you eating the foods that you're eating, basically? Some- I mean, there are times when people eat for emotional reasons, which, you know, that happens to me at times. Um, you get stressed out, you want to eat food. You get stressed out, you want comfort food or sugary food. Or you just get comfortable and you're like, mm, you know what sounds really good right now? Hot cocoa. That would be a fun thing to to come up with. With cookies? The comfort food diet. <laughs> oh, no, that's a bad yeah, idea. Yeah, we should, we should come up with that diet. That'd be I've fun. done that. <laughs> it, 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 the side effects of the comfort food diet about, yeah totally like 10 extra pounds right there <laughs> <laughs> so in terms of like the purpose of these diets um the main purpose is oftentimes weight loss right but like you mentioned before like people eat for various reasons whether they're stressed um but on the on the kind of more uh, purposeful side Uh, If it's not weight loss, usually it's for health reasons, right? Mm -hmm. It's to sometimes treat a specific issue. It's for performance needs, right? So specific uh, amounts of foods, specific kinds of foods uh, can help increase your physical performance. And also for muscular development. So the purpose of your diet could vary. The main one that we focus on oftentimes, because it's the one that's just out there and in our faces all the time, is weight loss, right? Mm -hmm. So why, I mean, why... Why is it still such a big deal? Like, what's what's going on that people are still just so hammered down on weight loss? Well, I think a lot of that's because a lot of us don't get a lot of exercise and weight tends to just pack on out of nowhere. <laughs> out of no- <laughs> yeah, know. yeah, yeah. Out of nowhere, sometimes we just all of a sudden wake up and we're like, wow, where did that, where did that come from? Well, I mean, when your jeans start to get tight and then you can't breathe. <laughs> oh, wait, I'm experiencing that now, aren't I? <laughs> So if you kind of want to know the background of why weight loss diets are still so common, you can actually go and and look at some of the research that's that's been done that's kind of studied the trends of the typical American diet and kind of what's going on with uh, the population in general. So um, providing you with some basic information, if you actually go to the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, you can find that the National Health and Nutrition Examination Survey Uh, estimates that as much as 70% of the United States adults could be qualified as overweight. 70%. I'm not surprised. Doc says I'm overweight. So just to kind of give you a little background on what overweight means, um, they are usually using the BMI scale or the uh, body mass index. Um, And they use a scale that typically means if you're over 25 points, you're considered to be overweight. And that's basically just based off of your height and weight. Yeah, and Um, I'm short, so that's a really small margin. Yeah, so if you want (laughs) to actually find that out, you can um, actually take your weight in kilograms and divide it by your height in meters, um, and that can give you your BMI total. So if you're curious on whether or not you're actually overweight based off of uh, the BMI standards, uh, you can do that simple calculation and find out for sure. Um, But that's the main reason why weight loss is so popular still is because a lot of people um, are overweight. So um, that's the reason why there's so many weight loss programs out there still and different strategies because certain people, you know, don't want to follow a particular strategy or this one doesn't fit their lifestyle or they can only eat these kinds of foods. So um, that's why there's so many out there. And people oftentimes fail at those specific diets because they either don't know how to do them properly or uh, they just don't work. 
A lot of them are just hard to maintain. Yeah, so that's why there's so many different variations. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So what we're trying to really look at is, okay, what are some of the popular ones out there? And uh, have they been proven to work? And this is in general terms. So uh, we're not going to you know, go over specific meal plans. We're not going to tell you exactly what to eat. We're just going to look at some of the different um, programs that are out there, some of the strategies that are kind of popular right now, and just determine whether or not these have proven to be effective um, at all. So not, ju- not just you know, for most people, uh, have individuals used these strategies and been able to lose weight. So off the top of your head, Christina, do you think you can name any popular strategies that people are utilizing right now to use lose weight? Yeah, no carbs. Oh, the, the, the low-carb diet. Yeah, I hear that all the time. And the only good thing about the no-carb diet, in my opinion, because, you know, you kind of need them, is that there are really good options without bread on days you just don't want bread. Because <laughs> trust me, I've been there. I go over there, I'm like, Walking up to what? What is it? The the burger place that's down the street, Bob's, and then there's the other guy, the the fast food chain that's down there, and they have the the burgers with the lettuce wrap part. And oy, sometimes I just look at the buns and I'm going, yeah, I don't need that. But at the same time, I'm gonna go home and have pasta, <laughs> <laughs> so I can't exactly cut it out all the time. So uh, yes. Low carb is definitely very popular. Um, has it been proven to provide individuals with, with weight loss? Uh, mm-hmm. What does the research say? Um, yes, it does. Mm-hmm. So um, it's popular because it has worked for yeah. a lot of people. So um, carbohydrate restrictive diets can be as low as, if you're going to actually put a number on it, um, 50 grams of carbohydrates per day or less. Some mm-hmm. people have gone as far as to do no carbohydrate diets. Um but traditionally, when we're talking about uh, low-carb diets, it's not a zero-carb uh, diet. Right, and which the, is what a lot of people think it is. Yeah, which is, which is very hard to uh, maintain and also is not the best for your body since um, your body prefers to have fast-absorbing carbohydrates uh, as your main energy source. Uh, so ready. it's the guy who has pancakes before a run. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I love my carbs, that's for sure. I ate a lot of them. How was the marathon, by the way? Oh, it was wonderful. We're going to get over that. We're going to talk about that eventually, right? Yeah, we should have an interview coming up with that for sure. Sweet. So I can talk about how many carbohydrates I ate. Oh, gosh. It was okay. a lot. It was a lot. So carb diet does But I definitely work. wasn't trying to lose weight during my marathon training. No, you were so just trying to run. My diet was a lot different. <laughs> <laughs> so just for reference, we are pro- going to provide you with some links to these research articles that do show um, that uh, carbohydrate-restrictive diets have been successful um, for weight loss. Um, so just so that you have that information, um, if you want to dive into it a little bit deeper, because again, we're just kind of touching on each individual diet and just kind of letting you know whether or not these diets have been uh, successful for weight loss or not. All right, so we got carbohydrate-restricted diets. Um, yes, they have been proven uh, to help individuals lose weight. All right, mm-hmm. what else, Christine? What other diets have you Uh, kind of recently seen it's not so much recently seen but it's one that i'm trying to implement in moderation is adding more protein to my diet um had a conversation with eric about this not that long ago we were just talking about how having a protein at breakfast keeps us from snacking until lunchtime which yeah that makes sense you know eggs are great but at the same time so is cereal (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, so yes, yeah, so the high protein, high protein, and then um, usually when individuals have a higher protein diet, uh, they're cutting back on one of the other two macronutrients. So uh, we can either have fat, carbohydrates, or uh, proteins. So if we're at a high protein diet, usually that means we're restricting or limiting the amount of fat that we have. Um, we also might be lowering our carbohydrate intake as well. So um, high fat diets, I'm sorry, high protein diets. <laughs> Is there such thing Lower, as a high fat diet? Well, we're going to actually, kinda... yeah, we're actually going to get into that. <laughs> so high fat diets, I'm sorry, high protein diets. I will not get those confused anymore. Oh, high protein diets um, paired with kind of a lower fat intake and a lower carbohydrate intake have also been showed to provide individuals with weight loss. And uh, there's also a fun little fact about those. Usually individuals that are on these types of diets have a higher retention rate to those diets. So it's just it's easier for individuals to feel satisfied, to feel full when they're on higher protein diets because they just feel more satiated when they eat it. Um, it's harder to feel that way when your body is craving carbohydrates as a quick fuel source. So oftentimes you might not feel as satisfied if you're on a high carbohydrate diet. Yeah, that's why I said in, in moderation for me because I'm just adding a little bit more. Yeah, so uh, the high protein diets, low fat, lower carbohydrate, or even just moderate carbohydrate yeah. intakes uh, have been proven to, uh, number one, be a diet that people can follow more long-term, but also has increased their chance for weight loss as well. So so far, it's looking pretty good, Yeah, though. so carbohydrate-restrictive diets, uh, higher-protein diets, both have been uh, shown to help individuals. What about the fasting? Ooh, good point. I'm glad you brought up brought that one up because that's not really a uh, macronutrient-related yeah. diet. It's more of a, should I be eating more, less? Should I not be eating sometimes? Um, there's there a lot. There are days when I just don't want to. Yeah, there's a and there's a lot of different fast fasting methods. So, um, are there any you've you've kind of been aware of recently in terms of fasting methods? Any you've heard out there that have been uh, popular at all? Intermittent fast. Okay, I can't say that word. Intermittent fasting. Inter- okay, I can't do it. <laughs> don't make me do it. Yeah. So um, yes, that is correct. The term that you are thinking of is correct intermittent fasting um, where individuals will purposefully not eat for, for a specific period of time and depending on which intermittent fasting protocol you found um, that can either mean that you're eating for you know a, a window of eight to six hours for example not eating until noon and then having your lunch and having maybe a snack and then dinner and then before eight o'clock and then you stop eating and and then from 8 p.m. till noon the next day, you're fasting, basically. So an intermittent fast. Um, there's other diets that have been a little bit more extreme where you actually will not eat for a couple days. And then you just kind of eat normally for five days. I feel like that could just lead to an uh, eating disorder. Yeah, it, it is definitely interesting, uh, especially if you've never tried it before. Fasting is definitely a challenge. Okay. <laughs> if you've been somebody that's been on a regular type of diet for most of your life and you've never gone long periods of time without eating, I can't remember the last time I went more than, I don't know, five, six hours without eating. Oh, I can. If I'm not asleep. I, I've done it, but it's not because I'm dieting. It's literally because I'm working on an illustration and I'm sitting at my computer and I'm like, oh, <laughs> it's dinner time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so being preoccupied with whatever it is that you're doing may sometimes 
hinder your hunger response. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do know people that they just kind of plow through the day and they look up and it's six six hours later and they haven't eaten. I'm like, man, I could never do that. Mm-hmm. But that's just because my hunger response, you know, doesn't get suppressed <laughs> yeah. uh, oftentimes. So the only example I can give on my from my own personal standpoint from not eating for, for a long period of time um, is actually during their marathon where I, I didn't have an actual full meal um, from the night that I went to sleep until after my marathon. And even after the marathon, um, since you are physically active, sometimes, sometimes that can cause a, uh, a suppression of your hunger. So after the marathon, I knew I should eat, but I wasn't actually hungry. Um, so from about, I'd say I didn't get much sleep that night, but from about <laughs> maybe midnight till uh, 11 after the marathon, I didn't actually have a full meal. Now, I, I did consume some things, but I didn't actually have an re- actual meal for almost 12 hours. And I wasn't hungry after the marathon. So, But yes, so fasting has been a popular protocol that a lot of individuals have used. A bunch of different methods. The main reason why individuals choose fasting is because it's a very specific way to restrict the amount of food you eat, right? So Calories. It's just, yeah, so it's just a caloric like restriction strategy depending on which one you can do it does it does help you restrict your calories so and when you restrict your calories you that's lose when weight. the weight loss happens yeah. problem is is when you bring those calories back correct so the main thing with fasting is can you sustain that type of eating strategy long term um, if you can well then it's possible that you could eventually uh, lose the weight that you want to lose but then you have to come up with a way to sustain that uh, new level of of intake without fasting, and that was the trouble with me and the and the meal uh, plans. I'm not going to make that mistake I made the last time we talked about the deliveries. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, the returning to a normal diet definitely bumped up my calories. Yeah, so and that's kind of the main point. And when we look at you know, should I do low carbohydrate? Should I do a higher? Should I do a higher protein intake? Um, should I do some kind of fasting protocol? And then the last one, since we touched on it briefly, we were talking about um, higher fat diets because uh, the ketogenic diet has become very popular as well. Basically, the main all, all of these all of these strategies basically influence individuals to start lowering their caloric intake. So if you're on a ketogenic diet, if you're on a lower carbohydrate diet, if you're on a higher protein diet, um, usually these strategies will influence you to start com- consuming a little bit less than you usually do. So, um, which is which is the main point of most of these diets. When you go on a particular diet, um, whatever you're, whatever you've decided to choose, whether it be a juicing, whether it be a detox, whether it be fasting, whether it be paleo, you're restricting the the food items that you normally used to eat. So when you do that, it's going to cause you to not ingest as much food so technically they they would all work it's just a matter of sustaining after correct so for the sake of what we've looked at so far a carbohydrate restricted diet higher protein diets some ketogenic diets as long as it's not you know high in caloric intake from fat um, could all promote weight loss when followed correctly um, and that's kind of the main point uh, when, when all the research is looking at these different diets is why, why do they work uh, no matter what they're called and kind of what the strategy is. Uh, usually it's because there's some level of caloric restriction that happens once you start these diets. So it kind of all comes down to 
what you said earlier at the start of the the episode was it was portion control, mm-hmm. right? So it caused you to eat less than what you were currently eating, which is kind of the main point. It all comes down to when you're looking for an effective strategy for weight loss. I'll just say it does work, but it's such a bummer when the weight comes back. <laughs> so uh, we will definitely look into um, you know expanding on on the nutrition and the diet information. Um, there's a lot of helpful information out there, and we're going to provide you with some of the links so you can look at some of this research and get a little bit more information on, you know, if you're considering a lower-carbohydrate diet, if you're considering a high-protein diet, if you're looking at fasting, whatever it is, to make sure that um, it's something that is right for you. Um, but remember, at the same time, usually it's going to come down to uh, some kind of caloric restriction uh, strategy. So we'll provide you some more links uh, so that you can dive in a little bit deeper, and then we're definitely going to be expanding on the topic of nutrition and diets further in later episodes. Cool. Let's yeah, go ahead and good. wrap this one up. All right. This episode is sponsored by the Sunny Health and Fitness Number Thirty Nine Aerobic Step, a lightweight step designed for portability, so you can achieve a great workout outdoors, in your home, at the gym, or in the office. <laughs> just trying to imagine putting that under my desk. <laughs> we want to thank you for joining us at 9 to 5 Fitness. We hope you enjoyed the show and learned something useful to help you on your journey to a healthy lifestyle. If you want to learn more about this topic and other useful fitness tips, check out our show notes or visit us at sunnyhealthandfitness.com. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest. And uh, listen to us on Apple podcast and if you can please give us a five-star rating or comment we really appreciate the comments come back next time when we discuss office ergonomics and how you can set yourself up for a more pain-free work environment all right